joining us on the Meyer Super Center guest line, my good buddy, who the previous coach in the last hour, Barlow, wants to say a special hello to. He is Dan Watson, head coach of the Grand Rapids Griffins. The boys are buzzing. Coach Watson, Waddy, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well, Anthony. It's good to hear your voice again and, and glad to be on a show. Boy, I'm telling you what, it just it kind of gives me the chills, right? I, I saw your old pal Derek Lalone yesterday, you know, and it's just like, look at look at us, huh? Look at us. Who would have thought? This is so much fun. I, I, thought, this is... I, saw you. I thought I saw you all dressed up with a suit on, a tie. Well, yeah. you know, my mom always says dress for the job you want, not the job you got. But here I am exactly. sitting sitting down in a hooded sweatshirt, Coach. It's cold in here right now. So, you know, I'm just trying to survive. Your squad, uh, first off, from a nostalgia standpoint, you know, I, I reached out to you yesterday. And, of course, you know, you guys got a game and you respond right back. God bless you. And I, I just want to know when you look at the journey, right, because I thought a lot about that on my ride home last night. When you think about the journey of your life and your career and where you're at, where your team is at right now. Barlow was talking about you, you know, grabbing a, grabbing a beverage and some food to hop on a bus uh, on a Friday night to drive to God knows where, you know, a few years ago in Toledo, when you look at your journey and look back at it, what, what do you kind of, how do you kind of describe what that has been like for you? Well, you know what, every, every place, and, and I've only been one in Toledo, but you look at just the different experiences you have and you try to use those and, and gain as much knowledge as you can wherever you're at. And and in Toledo, as you know, Anthony, it was an unbelievable setup as for the coaching staff, for the players, for for everyone that walked through there. And so I'm very fortunate to to have worked with and been a part of that great organization. Um, unbelievable mentors as well with Joe Napoli, Neil Newcomb, uh, the surrounding front office staff that we had there. And and now you know, you, you bring some of that with us, you know, and, and that's one that I try to do here in, in Grand Rapids is bring some of that knowledge that I gained there, some of the experiences I gained there, and use it to, at this level as well. And, you know, it's funny that, yes, the hockey's a little bit quicker. Yes, things are a little bit different in this league, but you're still managing people. You're still having the relationships. You're still, you know, you're still trying to build uh, what we had in Toledo in terms of the culture. And all that remains very, very similar. Uh, so very fortunate that, you know, having hardworking parents growing up, uh, they, they taught me the work ethic side of it, very disciplined in, in a lot of the coaches I had when I played. And now the experience I went through in Toledo has kind of culminated, and then here we sit today. You know, uh, Coach, what? how long is your commute right now? Because I don't think people – I try to tell the folks, and obviously we're still on Toledo, but for all of our affiliates across Michigan, I don't under, I don't think they understand the level of commitment to the game uh, that you had for so many years. So first I'll ask, and then I'll give the backstory out of it. How long is your commute to work now? Right now? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm a block away, Anthony. I am probably a, a minute and a half to a two-minute walk. It's unbelievable. Folks, this guy drove from Cleveland to Toledo every single day. That is, are you talking about, for how many years did you do that? Uh, 14. <laughs> 14 years. 14 years. And now you're a boy. miles there, 100 miles home. Now, I mean, good God. And look at, look at you now, man. I, I love it. And, you know, the way that this, you know, the, the team, the organization, uh, the way that you and, and Derek have both newsy have, have kind of climbed. By the way, your, your old friend Dan Jones says hello. He texted me like at five o'clock this morning. I don't know what he's, he's up like Perfect. throwing stuff around on a 45 pound plate, just eating them for breakfast, right? He said, tell Waddy. I said, hi. I said, yes, sir. What am I going to do? Tell him no. Uh, but the way that this organization that you have been a part of now for so many years, Toledo 
feeding Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids now feeding Detroit. You guys have uh, some some talent there where there are some guys that want to see themselves. You know, you look at a guy like uh, Jonathan Berggren, for example, Simone Edvinson, guys that have been there at the national level and now playing in the American. Have you had to have some conversations with guys about, you know, look, this is where you're at right now. you got to maximize this right now. Or are they pretty are they pretty kind of, I wouldn't say set, but understanding of where they're at and where they need to go? Yeah, I mean, everybody. Everybody wants to play at the highest level they possibly can, especially when you've had a taste of it, you've been there. Uh, Bergie had success there last year. And so it is. It's, you were, we're playing right where your feet are at today. Uh, today you're a Griffin, so you're going to work your hardest to, to be the best Griffin you possibly can, the best Jonathan Berger and some, uh, Simon Evanson, uh, Albert Johansson. These guys have to be the best version of themselves here. So now when they do make that jump, and, and these guys will play in the National Hockey League, when they make that jump, they're going to be more than ready. They're going to be confident in themselves. They're going to be they're, they're going to know what's going on. And I think that's the biggest thing is some guys look too far ahead and they, I don't want to say become complacent, but guys can. They can kind of wander. Their brains can wander from where they're at. And, and it's big. It's huge for us here. Just play where your feet are at. Be the best person and player you can be here right now. And we've had those conversations. Our, our guys here have been doing an excellent job of just staying grounded, uh, doing what they need to do here to put the work in to continue to get better. So when that call comes, they're, they're more than ready. You know, you got uh, Taros down there uh, as well. Uh, you know, there's a lot of guys that, uh, and it's and it's so it's interesting now as you know that level that you know you, you climb up to and how, how everybody's knocking on the doorstep, right? The be where your feet are is it's a good message for literally everybody, right? I mean, no matter what kind of workplace you're in, be where your feet are is the best possible thing. So you guys have a big game, a couple of big games over the last few weeks. Your team right now. 12-0-2-2 is the current streak that you're on. you got the point streak going. Everybody's got to be feeling relatively good about how, how well you guys have been playing of late. Is, is there a conversation organizationally that says, hey, look at the guys up, up top. They've, they've won six in a row. The Red Wings have. We're doing our thing. We're taking care of our business here. You had that monster game against Milwaukee. You get a hell of an effort to, up from Kosa, and we'll get to that momentarily. But is that something that's kind of talked about? Is like, look at the, look at the entire trajectory of the organization as a whole? Um, you know what? I don't, outside of Newsy and I calling each other and saying, you got to try and keep up to each other here. Uh, there's not. And to be honest with you, it's a good thing. And what we're focusing on is, is today. And then we're going to focus on tomorrow when that gets here. And, and the biggest thing is we don't want to look behind. We want to learn from what we've done and just continue on. I think if you start looking at and we had the 18-game win streak in Toledo last year, and, and I think it was probably about game 14 or 15, our guys started to talk about it and joke around about it just to stay loose and stay light. The guys here, we I, we haven't mentioned the, the streak once inside that locker room. I haven't heard the guys talk about it. All we talked about was keep it rolling, you know, and it's what we do each day that's going to help us do that, um, just being prepared. And, and same thing with Detroit. I think they're just talking about let's be better the next day. Let's be ready for this game because they've got some really, really big games, another huge one tonight. Uh, these teams trying to catch them, and, and you look at what they're doing. As long as they're focusing, and same with us. As long as we're all focusing on what we have to do that day, that's going to help us continue to have success and continue to grow and get better. And that's what we're ultimately in Grand Rapids. That's what we're trying to do. You know, the AHL announced uh, earlier this week that the your goaltender, your man between the pipes, Sebastian Costa, would be the Howie's Hockey Tape. 
AHL Player of the Week. Got to get the sponsor in there. Uh, this guy stopped 65 of 67 shots over two starts, including uh, that massive victory against the Admirals from Milwaukee. They had a 19-game winning streak coming in. That was a big one. You keep your point streak alive, as, as we just mentioned. But when you look at his game, how is he growing? Where Where is he improving at in front of your eyes? Yeah, I mean, we still continually talk about his off ice, you know, and, and last year had him in Toledo. It was the maturing side of it, uh, living by himself, <laughs> cooking for himself. Everything's for himself. And now this year, our goaltending coach, Rope Koisen, has done an unbelievable job of just making sure on a daily daily basis he's prepared. And, and there's vision training. There's weight training. There's cardio he's got to do. And he has a, his own personal schedule almost. And then he's following that to a T. And you know what? Now you can see the growth in his, his game off the ice, and it's, and it's leaking onto the ice for him in a positive way. The other thing I like, too, is he's battling. He's competing around the net. This league is really hard around both net fronts, and, and he's winning those battles. There's some bigger, stronger guys. I think almost every shot he sees that comes from the point is screened, if not double screened. And so he's worked through some of that now to, to make himself bigger, to make himself uh, available, to, to make a second save if he needs to. But uh, just the, the challenges that he's went through, a very good Texas team that he gets his first HL shutout on Wednesday. Then this Milwaukee team that comes in, who's an unbelievable team. They were up 4-2 to two going into the third period. We have to kill four penalties in a row. And now all of a sudden, now he's really tested. And you know our, our, your best penalty killer is your goalie. He stood tall. So just all these experiences for him, the way he's going about it day in and day out, uh, it's fun to watch. Coach, I've noticed something that with the uh, with, with the Red Wings on their on their power play, right? You talk about the special teams got to be special. You got to be able to kill the penalties. You have to be able to capitalize when you have a man advantage. That's about as 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 blunt and as blatant as saying water's wet, right? But it is the truth. And I've I've looked at the way uh, Newsy's got the Red Wings working on their power play, where they're starting to they've added this bumper spot, right? And I I need a little bit of an explanation. Do you guys use that uh, as well, where you got your man out in front screening the goaltender, you got guys on either wings in the in the basically in the faceoff circles there, and then they're using this bumper spot between the circles, and then one more guy behind that in uh, you know basically at the blue line, basically like a diamond and one, uh, if you will. Do you use that same sort of format and setup uh, on the power play in Grand Rapids, or is it more? less like hey you do what's comfortable with what you have there we're going to do what's comfortable what we have here no we we use the same thing there are a lot of teams they call it the one three one uh you nailed it with the terminology too it is called the bumper for us too uh larkin's probably one of the top guys in the league and that's in that spot and it's just for us the bumper is extremely important uh they've got a big job to do they've got to do a lot of the work uh, you know, they're skating around inside that area between the dots for support. They have to help out on any loose puck retrievals. Uh, obviously, they've got to be shot ready. If they get any one-timers through there, they've got to be able to get to the net when pucks get there. These guys are vitally important to, to, to a successful power play. And we're obviously watching one of the best in the NHL. We've got some guys down here that do a really, really good job. But, yeah, we use the same um, you know, the same foundation, the same setup. Uh, it, it's working all over hockey right now. It can be, it can be really, really a useful spot out on the ice as long as you have the guys that are willing to do the work. You know, and so my next question about because I'm I'm fascinated by this because I'm looking at this and it's kind of like, 
Yeah, it's kind of like quarterbacking, right? Because the amount of feeds that that individual position is getting there between those circles with the amount of traffic, because it almost feels like everybody's so condensed, but yet the offense is more opened up. It's like we've boxed in the defense that used to be kind of a little bit more, I don't know, spread out and open on the ice when you looked at your typical sort of like one, two, two format there. Uh, but this bumper spot, the amount of pucks that they're taking, shrinking down the defense actually opens up the offense philosophically. I'm trying to understand coach. Yeah, no, I mean, because obviously that's the vital, that's a dangerous spot on the ice is right between the dots in that slot area, in that hash mark area. So the D have to cover that guy or the weak side forward has to cover that guy. So you put a puck inside there, whether it's to relieve pressure, whether it's to use them for a shot. Now you've got four guys typically on a penalty kill that are shrunk in, they're tight. Now it's going to open up to Brinkett. Now it's going to open up Kane. Now it's going to open up the top. Um, you know, and you're going to have multiple options just by putting up one pass inside that inside the penalty killer's box right there. You're going to shrink that in, and now it opens up the outside to start attacking uh, to start attacking the net. So, uh, again, a, a critical critical position uh, for a successful power play. I love it. Hey, and, uh, you know, I, I just, I, the structure, right? It's just been beat into my brain. That's is. all, you know, I wake up in the morning, all I'm thinking about is structure. And I don't even know what it means. <laughs> hey, it's, it's one of those words, you know, it's just like culture, structure, philosophy. They all get overused and no one really knows what's going on except until you start talking about it. But uh, it is, it's systems. It's systems. That's, that's what we'll call systems. it. It's our systems. I love it. Um, Elmer is a is a very large individual. We were laughing because we were trying to figure out, um, you know, we were, I don't even know. One of our callers brought him up, uh, Elmer, and, and just how uh, how large of a human being uh, that he is. And you mentioned some of these guys that played up at the National Hockey League level uh, last year. And then, you know, play where your feet are. Uh, he's another one of those guys that has been uh, right there. When you look at the makeup of of your roster and you look at what you have here, you know, trying to make a uh, you know, trying to make a push here towards the end of the season and and what that you know sort of looks like for your club what would you say are the strengths what makes your team good and then what keeps you up at night well we're a deep team number one um that's good and it keeps me up at night because there's obviously tough decisions that have to be made with the lineup uh, but with that said I, when we're at our best when we're at our best we were a good four checking team we hunt and helm pucks in the offensive zone. And then in the defensive, the defensive side of our game has certainly picked up since uh, December 1st. And we're the top team in the American League uh, for expected goals against. We don't give up a ton of chances. And, and that's got to be our bread and butter. If we, can, if we can stop them, get the puck, go on the attack, that's, that's where our best. Now, with that said, we aren't a team that spreads the ice very well. We don't send a lot of guys out long to, to stretch the ice vertically. We've got to stay connected. We've got to stay five guys tight, move the puck quick, you know, five, 10, 15 foot passes to get out of our zone through the neutral zone. And same thing, in the offensive zone, we've got to make sure that our structure, there's a famous word right there. They were all in the, the, the same thinking, you know, it's five guys on the ice knowing exactly what everyone's going to do. That's when we're at our best. And, uh, you know, I think the biggest thing for me right now is, is managing the amount of players we have here. We have 14 forwards. We have eight defensemen. They can all play. They can all help us win. They all have a great role on the team. And I think, you know, as a coach, you, you want to see everybody play. You want to see everybody have success. Um, and these tough decisions come down to me, and I love it. Uh, I wouldn't want it any other way because that means we're going to have a good team and, and can hopefully do some damage down the stretch here.
You know, Coach, that was going to be my next question when you, when you mentioned about the lineups and, and having to have those conversations. And, and for our listeners, this is something that Coach Watson takes a lot of pride in, having that, that relationship with the players, being able to have upfront, honest uh, conversations so everybody knows where, they're, where, they're, where they stand at. And I really think that transparency is the key to trust, right? As long as guys know, hey, you know, this is the reason why I might be scratched for tonight's game, and this is an area that I need to get better. Maybe it's matchup-related or whatever the case may be. That's something you've always prided yourself on is having a very clear line and a clean line of communication with your guys is there a directive as far as minutes or games played that comes down uh, the chain of command for what they want to see out of some of these top prospects that are there yeah i think i think they want to see these guys develop and then a lot of times the only way to develop is to play get put in these situations get put in these tough games against the milwaukee uh, let's see how they do. And and that's the best way for them to learn. And we can put them through as many practice reps as we possibly can, but nothing nothing can duplicate a game like like actually experiencing it. So, yeah, I wouldn't say you have to play this guy here, you got to play this guy here, but they do want them to play. They want them to be put in situations where they're going to get better, where they can learn. Um, and that's the great part about it because I think we've seen a ton of growth in all of our young guys this year. They're, they're a big reason why we're having success right now. And you mix in the veteran guys, the guys who have NHL experience, the guys who are great American League players here. Uh, and right now, I mean, that locker room is, is extremely tight, very close. And uh, you mentioned trust between coaches and players. There's a lot of trust and respect right now between all the players. And, and again, that's that close-knit group is going to provide results. Friday and Saturday at Van Andel Arena. You can get your tickets today by visiting griffinshockey.com. For all of you listening to us on 96.1, uh, the game there, get on over there. The Iowa Wild are in town uh, tomorrow night, followed up by the Rockford Icehogs. His name is Dan Watson. He's the coach. You can find him on Twitter, X, whatever you call it, at dwatts 6 Coach Watson, my friend, it is an absolute pleasure. As always, it's great to hear your voice. Let's do it again soon. Sounds good, Anthony. Take care. Thank you.